The RNLI is probably a beating heart for myself and my family. It is a community. It is a very close community, but it also extends worldwide. And the lifeboat is, in this particular town, a sea, sea town, one of the go-to places, I suppose you'd call it. It's fire, police or ambulance or lifeboat, and that's where you go to for help. Hey, my name's Ronald Copeland. I am retired from the wet side, as I call it, and I'm now doing education, fundraising, station visits, and keeping busy. When I joined, you didn't have the modern, you had oil skins that were like cardboard. They were absolutely rotten, hard thing. We got a Guernsey jersey, but being all men in these days, no woman helped at all. It was left in the station between shouts. So when you opened the station door, it smelt of, how would you, sea. You know, the, the sea and wet wool, I suppose, probably the accent. But it's come on leaps and bounds. I always, my part is always the life jackets. If you look at old pictures of old boats and old crew, how the life jackets have come on and on and on and how they are in a lie, adapt, change, and always for the better. And it's always for the crew's benefit, which I think is great. The original boat, when I was out, and I honestly say this, we had tuppence in our pockets. And everybody says, why did you take tuppence with us? We didn't have radio, we didn't know communication. So once you launched, you didn't actually know where you were going. So you all had tuppence to the nearest phone, and you did a reverse charge to the Coast Guard, or all that, and spoke to the Coast Guard. We then, we were very, very fortunate. Our LOM at that time, or Honorary Secretary was, was a very, very high up gentleman in the Royal Marines. And we were probably one of the first boats in the RNI fleet that had radios, but they were purloined, borrowed, stolen from the Marines. And we used them. But it was the day before there was a mastic, there was the days before there was cling film, there was the day before there was plastic boxes. So these things were a very, very difficult to keep dry and keep going, but it was better than going ashore to phone. <laughs> the station has officially said I've been involved with 296 lives. Off these, I was involved. I was afloat for saving five of them, I do know. But off the rest, some, yes, we, we definitely saved lives. But other times it was, what would have been if we hadn't been there? And that's a bit that always goes there. And it's not so much the crew, it's the family of the lifeboat. It's the wife's sweethearts, boyfriends, girlfriends that are the, make up the crew. We had a, an event to give me my vellum a fortnight ago because it was two years late due to COVID. And it was the wives that were there that know that their husband's going to go out. The pages go off, they're away. Where are you going to? My wife always tells a story that she was left buying around because the page, the, not even the pages in these days, the maroons had gone off. And everybody says, where are they waiting? She says, I don't know, but I'm buying around. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that. They are the crew as well. There's no... They look after the husbands, they look after the wives. We've got, as I said, at the moment we've got four and a half 
lady crew members. And everybody says, four and a half. He says, yeah, she's pregnant. She's still a crew member. He's still there. She helps launch, but she's four and a half. We used to have a, there used to be a hotel down the road that's now flats. Um, it was just across the road from the lifeboat station. So we used to have get-togethers in the in the, either the lounge or on the grass out the front. It was just across the road from the lifeboat station. And as I said, it wasn't the first time that everybody was abandoned and the men went away, launched the boat and then came back. The ones that weren't on the boat came back. But the, I still, from people who were in the crew, I've got a vast amount of friends I would say I would trust with my life. You know, it's, you go in a boat, I was never a helmsman, but I, I was always there for everybody, you know. And unfortunately, as you can hear, I can speak for Scotland and I've got a very, I, I speak to people. Um, when the boat was, was out, I'd be the one in the front of the station handing out flags and speaking, saying why the boat was out. We need money, you know. I, I talked yesterday to uh, Pops, they call it, Scallywags it was. It was a after-school club down in Adrosson. There was only 12 kids, five adults. This is when he's after school for feeding the children, what's her mum and dad's thing. And at the end of it, I was presented with a cheque for £50 for the RNI, which I didn't expect, I don't expect, and it goes that goes back into... As I said, I'm in the fundraising, I'm in education, I'm station visits. I, I'm busier now than I was when I was on the crew, but that's my wife's a wee bit thing, but we'll get around it. <laughs> but no, it's it's part of your life, at least I am. I think it is. It really is part of your life. It's a lovely feeling in your heart is the best description. Because I didn't expect that money. I didn't expect it at all, and not that amount from the area. And it was just one of these things you thought, oh, thank you. As I said, I, I've, I talked to Rotary round tables and all that, and I've got a wee slideshow, which I show, and it's all the history of the Largs Lifeboat. It's 50, the heading is 50 years of Largs Lifeboat through my eyes to protect the innocent. I tell various stories. <laughs> it's, it's the funny ones, the sad ones, the things. It's all the ones you remember. Up the road, someone had seen uh, like that in the water. And of course, the lifeboat went out, immediate launch, someone in the water, straight there. And about a quarter of a mile from the casualty, the helmsman started giggling, is the best description. So, well, so we all looked and we all started giggling because in the middle of the Clyde was Minnie Mouse, helium balloon, one arm free, waving like he's in distress and a nice banner across it, Happy Retirement Senga. So we, like everyone else these days, even had to write it in the reports for the lifeboat down in pool. So we wrote, rescued Minnie Mouse, safe, life safe, not, not life safe, but rescued Minnie Mouse. And we logged it and we never heard any more about it. So we reckon we're one of the few ones that rescued Minnie Mouse. So. I am Ella Dubroy. I am crew at Chiswick Lifeboat. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.